0: Welcome to Attention, a podcast from the American Advertising Federation District Ten. My name is Ray Shillens. Conversations with the people in our industry who make advertising and marketing impactful and relevant. Our stories take you behind the scenes on a variety of advertising platforms, where we explore the current trends and the topics, the hot things that are going on now. AAF District Ten promotes professional development and networking and recognizes advertising excellence. Provides news and resources helps develop future industry leaders, promotes the value of ethical and transparent advertising and keeps a whole bunch of local clubs uh, operating in, uh, in, in really good shape. Uh, you can find out more at aaf10.org. Suzanne LaForgia is the first Lieutenant Governor of the uh, uh, District 10. Uh, she's also uh, the Senior VP of uh, Advertising Sales at Captivate. We're going to talk about both of those things A seasoned sales and strategy executive over 25 years of experience driving revenue growth uh, for early stage and relaunched uh, media brands as well as evangelizing new digital media platforms. Uh, As it relates to her um, American Advertising Federation District 10, uh, you're a a very busy person, aren't you, Suzanne? I I would say you've got a lot of things in the fire.
1: I do. I am very busy.
0: (laughs) But, but you're doing something you love. You can tell that. Uh, you, you know, you're, you're in a little town uh, north of uh, Dallas-Fort Worth that's called Prosper. Uh, what a great name for a town. I mean, you know, you wake up in Prosper and the sun's a little brighter and, and things are a little bit better there. But uh, you're originally from the uh, the Marietta, Georgia uh, area. You're a bulldog, I guess. And, and yeah, yes, I am. Once a bulldog, always a bulldog. But hanging out in Prosper and hanging out with the folks at American Advertising Federation District 10 has uh, got to be a lot of fun. You are going to talk about some of the things that are coming up here. But, you know, when you get right down to it, uh, what are the most important issues uh, that are facing District 10 as it relates to representing all of the great clubs within District 10 right now?
1: Well, um... Thank you for that lovely intro, by the way. Um, And, you know, I think some of the bigger issues that are facing the advertising industry in in District 10, um, as well as, you know, across the country, um, are really the health um, and strength of the individual companies within uh, the district. Um, Advertising has changed so much in the past gosh, five years that, you know, what uh, companies, uh, advertising agencies and brands sort of worried about five years ago is very different than what they have to worry about today Um, with the influx of data and privacy issues and, um, uh, you know, technical challenges and things like that. The pace at which companies need to be educated and understand what's going on is really, really accelerated. So what we've seen on the local club level and at the district level is a real need for education um, and training and knowledge uh, for our members. Um, so, you know, my local club is AAF Dallas, and we spent a lot of time uh, over the past two, three years really refining our professional education series and programs. And we brought that to the district level and hope to help other clubs in the district um, get access to uh, more experts in training and training and things around data, privacy, etc. cetera. So um, that's really been on the, the forefront. Um, in addition to that, um, the whole uh, movement towards diversity and inclusion has been a big one as well. Um, So again, back in my local club days, we put a real big emphasis on uh, multicultural inclusion and uh, helped to bolster some of the programs uh, around that topic and again, have brought it to the district. Um, And D10 is actually holding its first Mosaic Awards for the district at the convention in April in Oklahoma City. So we're very, very excited about that. Um, lots of information on the on the website about the mosaic award. So, um, sort of to, to summarize all that, you know, the influx of data and how that's impacted the need for education programming, and then um, the focus on diversity and inclusion.
0: You bring up the uh, the point of education. I think that's really really a rich uh, word to uh, to include in what uh, uh, what the advertising community is looking for. We are looking for new ways. To do it better, to find uh, new ways to do things, uh, and uh, I, I think that's phenomenal. I know the other thing that, uh, especially, is true from uh, here in Houston for the American Advertising Federation. Houston uh, is the uh, the Mosaic Awards of uh, uh, fundamentals. There, uh, you said you've got it coming up in April. That's right uh, after the uh, the invention as well, which I think is interesting. But the uh, the District Ten Mosaic Awards, and we'll talk. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. Uh, recognize those whose commitment to diversity and inclusion is evident through creative works and workplace initiatives. So that's really important here in Houston because we are one of the most culturally diverse cities in the country. Uh, We are like 10 years ahead of Los Angeles in that regard. So speaking of uh, uh, Dallas, speaking from the Dallas perspective, are you seeing a lot of things the same that we're seeing here in Houston as it relates to uh, diversity as such?
1: Absolutely. So um, we'll start with uh, the current makeup of the AAF Dallas uh, Board of Directors is, I think, a wonderful example of uh, inclusiveness and reflecting um, what we're seeing in Dallas. So Farhan Rahmani is our president. Um, Jorge Rosales uh, is our uh, VP and Jimmy Asa is our second VP um, so we're, uh, very well representative across, um, a lot of different, um, diverse backgrounds. And, um, uh, I think that's a really, really good foundation and a good reflection of, um, what we're seeing in the market. Um, the AAF Dallas club as part of the Addies, um, also incorporated a mosaic award, uh, starting two years ago. And we had a lot of fun, um, sort of creating a special award that uh, we had a artist, local artist in Dallas design. And that award then went to um, the, the work and agency that um, showed the most, um, you know, support of multicultural uh, or diversity and or diversity in their work. And so that was a lot of fun. You can go to the aafdallas.org website to sort of see that. Um, but, you know, t- tipping the hat to Houston, um, which is the most uh, diverse city in the nation, I think, not just top, I think the most. Um, it's obviously a really, really important thing for us uh, in Dallas to pay attention to and support.
0: What is your, let's look at the backstory here, Suzanne. Suzanne is now the first lieutenant governor of uh, American Adver- Advertising Federation District. And so, what's the backstory? What is your journey that uh, uh, got you started? In the American Advertising Federation, and uh, what uh, bring us up to date as to where you are today?
1: Sure. So I moved to Texas from New York about six years ago and was looking to network with like-minded advertising professionals. And someone uh, suggested that I go to a luncheon that AAF Dallas was hosting. Uh, and I can't remember the topic, but I sat next to, unknowingly, uh, Larry Brantley, who is a well-known name within district 10 and now hopefully national AAF. He was the current president of AAF Dallas. Um, He actually moved on to become governor of district 10 and is now the secretary treasurer of um, at the council of governors on the national level. Uh, But I so enjoyed that luncheon and the topic and the people there. I uh, asked how I could get involved and help. And so Larry put me in touch with the person who was running programs at the time for AAF Dallas, and I volunteered. So I became a member. I volunteered on the programs committee, helped to um, bring together programs and put the calendar together and just fell in love with it, fell in love with the people. And it afforded me wonderful networking opportunities in in the city that I just moved to. And I saw that there was a lot of opportunity to give back and help. And so uh, just continued to raise my hand and um, was voted in as first vice president. And You know, that puts you on a path uh, of uh, leadership in, in various roles. So ended up being president of AAF Dallas and so lucky that year uh, with my wonderful board of directors and our um, fabulous volunteers that we actually won Large club of the year from national, so that was a really really exciting thing. Um, very wow. very proud of that, and proud of our team uh, and our members. Um, and from there, I you know started to really understand that the AF Dallas was part of the district, um, and got to know the district leadership at the time. And again, raised my hand. How do I get more involved? How do I help? Um, and so here I am. So I'll be. Um, inducted as governor uh, next year. Um, the ceremony happens at adventure in Oklahoma City in April, but the gavel actually gets passed in June. Um, and I'm excited for that. Um, and it's been wonderful serving alongside um, uh, Bill and uh, Stephanie Price, who is my uh, second VP or second lieutenant governor. So she's going to be coming up under me um, and past governor Larry Brantley. It's just been Amazing um, to to be a part of the organization and, you know, really exciting to understand more outside of AAF Dallas um, and Texas in general, just the broader district and the clubs there, what things they're facing, some of the challenges they're having and um, getting to know people outside of the state of Texas has been uh, amazing as well.
0: 2020 is a good year for Suzanne coming up here as the new, as the new governor. Really uh, deep down, in a nutshell, what does uh, American Advertising Federation mean uh, to you personally, Suzanne?
1: So for me personally, it means um, connection and uh, that's in three ways. Number one, personal connection with people. Obviously, uh, you can't have an organization, an industry, a business, anything without people so connecting with the people uh, involved in AAF has been um, fantastic. The second is connecting um, with uh, people who have expertise um, or knowledge or experience that's much different than mine. Um, I have been in media sales or advertising sales my whole career. So I didn't really have a lot of opportunity to hobnob or get to know people on the creative side that well. And now I know a whole bunch of people who actually make advertising happen, not just sell the space or the time or buy the space or the time. Um, And then the third part of connection is really sort of connecting my passion for um, advertising to Uh, A broader purpose, um, which is, you know, I've said before that advertising makes the world go round, and I don't mean to be flippant about that, but um, in order for businesses to to survive, they have to tell people about the stuff they sell, (laughs) and that's what advertising does. Um, And so uh, when businesses do well, then the people who run those businesses can put food on the table, buy homes, um, send their kids to college, uh, buy goods and services. And so it just makes the world go round. Um, So I'm so excited to be a part of the industry um, that, you know, I think um, contributes back to the world in a way that people don't necessarily think about all the time. um, But I do. Makes the world go round.
0: That's a wonderful way to put it, too, as well, Suzanne. The president's mid-year retreat is coming up in uh, January. What are you guys Mm -hmm. going to be able to do even better then?
1: Well, we're going to be sitting down and sort of seeing uh, how the first half of our fiscal went, reviewing the progress that we wanted to to make and sort of figuring out if we need to make any adjustments and getting prepped for uh, the year ahead. Um, do a lot of brainstorming and sharing of ideas and um, talking about the future. So, um, you know, current Governor Bill has done such an amazing job of tapping into all the um, people across the, the district uh, to, to make sure that we're thinking about how to be bold, how to be different, how to think about the future of our local clubs as well as districts, because the world is changing, like I said uh, in the top of the t- podcast about how much has changed in just the e- past five years, and how that change is going to continue to accelerate. So, how do we continue to support our um, our members, our clubs, and give them the resources um, that they need? Find ways to um, help them, you know, advance um, their careers, their businesses. So. It's a lot of fun to be able to to sit down take stock brainstorm think and then come out with great new ideas and and new initiatives so i'm very excited about the mid-year retreat
0: about a year or so ago a couple of years ago i had a, a, some creatives come to uh, to us here and asked they were very concerned because of all of the new exposure on the various digital media platforms how are we going to do our job how are we going to be creative and i said well you know Really, nothing has changed uh, in terms of uh, communication or selling stuff or whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's just that you've got all these different, uh, you know, digital platforms, uh, out of home, mobile, social, all that kind of stuff. You need the tools to be able to know how to facilitate the message. But they were, they were almost concerned about the message itself. It's like, well, the, that's never really changed. Uh, the, the, the only thing that's changed here and continues to change on a daily basis are the platforms and the opportunities and the way that we express ourselves. Would you agree with that?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, again, not to be flippant about it, but, you know, we're not selling drawings on cave walls anymore, but when the cavemen were drawing on the walls, they were advertising. Um, Yes. And so uh, we just do it in a different form now. So uh, I think, you know, what is different is, is, of course, the acceleration at which things change. Um, but I think that's exciting. And, you know, I'm not a creative person, but I can imagine that, you know, someone who is creative could look at all these different platforms and, and think of it as opportunity to, to learn and take advantage of how people are, you know, interacting with the different devices and things like that. And it just opens up a whole new a whole new way to think about communication and creating things for brands. Certainly, you know, hard because it may have never been done before, but that's also the exciting part. Is it's never been done before. So you get to invent it.
0: <laughs> I love it. Invention is good. I love that. Um, I'd love to be a, 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 an Orville, or Orville and Wilbur writer, something yes. like that. <laughs> I wish I was there. Or maybe a Thomas Edison. I don't know. You know, I'm going to brag on you a little bit more, Suzanne. Your professional experience spans industries such as digital, out-of-home, mobile, social, promotion, sponsorship, experiential, CRM, retail activation channels. You've worked with uh, many Fortune 500s, uh, Challenger brand startups, uh, seeking rapid expansion, don't we all? Mm -hmm. And their agency partners in addition. You were named uh, Ad ages of four A's women to watch during your tenure as the president of the industry trade group, the digital placed based advertising association say that fast D P A A. So D-P-double-A, that's pretty yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. DP double. Okay. We'll call it D-P-double-A, That's fine. Not a problem. Yeah. And it, it, so let's talk about, you know, let's talk a little bit about captivate. Uh, it's always fun to be able to find uh, what you do as your real job, even though, this is your real job as first <laughs> lieutenant governor. So, so what does is, what is Captivate uh, to, uh, take into your day and what do you do with that?
1: Sure. So Captivate is a really innovative company that's been around for 25 years. <laughs> uh, but we are uh, digital video screens in Class A office buildings. So if you've ever stepped into an elevator and seen what looks like a TV, uh, that's Captivate. Uh, and my role there is to sell advertising onto those screens. I lead a team uh, and we're out talking to brands and advertising agencies all the time about the benefits of uh, reaching people Monday through Friday, seven to seven at the office, which happens to be a fantastic time to reach people who uh, are hard to reach with other kinds of media. Uh, And so a lot of what I do is educate people on it. Um, You know, we're in 1400 buildings across the country. Um, which is pretty big, but not everybody works in a Captivate building. So uh, if you don't, then uh, a lot of our job is to educate people on you know, how it works and um, why it's beneficial. And we have been pretty successful at that to date. Uh, so we have a lot of big name advertisers uh, on our roster and I get to work with an incredible um you know, group of advertising agencies who sort of see the benefit of Captivate. And then of course my team uh, at Captivate is amazing because they're out every day sort of calling on the uh, advertisers and agencies and making sure they know about Captivate and all of that. Um, and it's just a fantastic company to, to work for. Uh, Captivate was actually named uh, one of the top places to work in New York City by Cranes, which is awesome. Um, and, uh, you know, we just have a, a great time at Captivate. It's a, it's a good time to be in the digital out-of-home space, uh, for sure.
0: On your elevator ride to the 75th floor, you cannot skip commercials,
1: folks. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> so fun a few fun facts. So um, the elevator system collectively is the largest transportation system in the world.
0: Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. The wow.
1: average elevator ride in our network is about 67 seconds. Uh, which aggregates up to two or three hours a month. So you're in an elevator, you know, two or three hours a month if you work in one of our buildings, um, which is a long time, long time.
0: Does um, Captivate ever look to go uh, outside, possibly uh, to uh, mass transit or uh, say, you know, whether it's BART or, or any place else, maybe uh, uh, to do uh, things uh, in those uh, venues as well?
1: That's a great question. And we... Uh, analyze that all the time at Captivate. Um, One of our core principles, though, is to be in front of uh, a professional working audience um, with a high dwell time. So that's sort of the core and root of what we analyze. So transit actually sits a little outside of that um, because not everybody who is on transit is a working professional. Um, They might be retired. They might be 12 years old. Um, so, um, but we've looked at uh, other formats like golf carts um, in airports, uh-huh. um, but our core is office buildings. And so um, we really are the leaders in that space and we own that category in the U.S.
0: And logic says when you own a category, stick to that category uh-huh. and do your dog honest to do your very best at what you can do as well. And that's right. So that's right. A good that's good right. Plan. Adventure's coming up here in April, uh, 20, Adventure 2020. is going to be in Oklahoma City. Uh, what is the main attractor for American Advertising Federation members or anybody who's interested? And in why should they go to Adventure 2020?
1: Well, I think it goes back to um, if you're interested in furthering your career, making great connections with like-minded uh, individuals, as well as those that you wouldn't necessarily meet uh every day uh, in the advertising industry, then Advention is a fantastic place to do that. Um, The programming or the, you know, the tracks uh, are, you know, a wide range of fantastic topics and great speakers. I have been to, um, I think, three Adventions at this point, as well as a few summits. So the the district puts on smaller events um, in the fall. And every time I come away from Advention with, New connections for sure, um, new inspiration um, for um, you know my work and my business, and just having a lot of fun, um, you know, networking and spending time with people um, that you don't get to see, you know, every day, you see them a couple times a year. Um, so it really is a, a, a wonderful time for both, and certainly people who are in AAF know that because they've already raised their hand and. Uh, our members. But we like to, we hope to find uh, and attract people outside of AAF um, to to come and be educated and get the inspiration and knowledge. And then if they want to join, that's great. Um, but we're here to, to educate anybody who is in advertising uh, and marketing.
0: Uh, Radio Lounge will actually be there at the uh, uh, convention uh, doing uh, live podcasts. Uh, and we'll be distributing those. And we're also teaching a, a breakout class on how to podcast. And that brings up a thing that you were talking, you and I were talking about just a little while ago. Yes. Mamas at work. Talk about that. I, I want to hear all about mamas at work. Uh, Tell me. So, what you mean.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it. So this actually was an idea that, uh, I got after, a um, AAF, um, summit where there was a track on podcasting and, um, So, you know, I listened to a ton of podcasts, um, but one of the things that I saw was that if there was a podcast or even articles interviewing women, it was either about them being a mom or it was about their career. And I didn't find a lot that sort of bridged the two. And so my hope for this podcast still in development uh, is to interview women, mamas, And talk about all of it. So not just how they're doing in their career and not just how they're doing at home with their kiddos, but actually how they're doing both. Um, Because it's hard (laughs) and it's certainly rewarding. But as a, you know, mama at work myself, um, I have a five-year-old and I, you know, am in the third decade of my career. And so what I, you know, how I experience work and, you know, being with my kid and juggling all of that um, is probably a little different than someone who is early career um, and has young kids. Um, and and I think, you know, that age group might be a little um, harder to find because, What I've found is, you know, the women who, you know, have kids sort of early on in their career, um, some of them decide to sort of take a step back and step out and then try to come back in. And so, um, I don't know. I just feel like there's there's a lot of ground to cover, a lot of amazing women to talk to. And hopefully in talking with those women and other people hearing it, they'll get, you know, a nugget of information, some help, some support, um, you know, someone to, to relate to um, that they just might not be getting
0: now. Talking about the challenges, uh, life balance challenges, where you've got work and you've got uh, your your family, your home, your children, which are equally important as well, that has got to be a big issue. And I would assume that as you explore this uh, opportunity for mamas at work, you're going to find a diverse amount of answers for the way that people accept this challenge and handle this challenge. Wouldn't you think so?
1: Absolutely. Um, personally, my husband and I are lucky that my in-laws uh, stay with us for extended periods of time so that when I travel for work out uh, of state for you know several nights a week, they're there to help in the mornings, pick my son up from school, because my husband also has a very demanding job. He owns a gym, and so his hours are gym hours, which are very early mornings and into the evening. So, um, you know, we're lucky that, that we have that. Um, not everyone has that uh, opportunity, nor maybe would want their in-laws <laughs> to be there uh, <laughs> as, as often as mine are, um, where, you know, good friends of ours uh, don't have any family or help nearby. And so the two of them have to sort of juggle, uh, child care and all of that sort of by themselves. And they do it with, you know, amazing grace, um, which is awesome. And then there's the whole aspect of, you know, does your employer, you know, support you or help you, or do you have the kind of job that allows you for some flexibility? And a lot of people don't. So, um, it's a, it's a really interesting topic um that you know i'm excited to i have a lot of people that when i you know put the word out that i wanted to do this that raised their hand to to say i want to talk i want to talk so i'm looking forward to actually you know getting this thing up and running in the beginning of the year
0: okay i'm I'm looking forward to that too and you know here at radio lounge we are a family first uh a company uh and you know i the irony of the whole thing it works. It works. When you put when you put the important things like family uh, in front of uh, everything else, the other little details normally work out. And you find that the people who uh, you work with uh, are, are giving, you know, 110 percent still and doing a great job of what they're doing. But it's kind of a good feeling. And it makes me feel good that we are uh, uh, on that same track. Maybe we'll have to have a conversation about
1: that. Yes, absolutely.
0: You're having fun with uh, District 10 and you're about to have a whole bunch of fun <laughs> here come up next this coming year. Thank you for uh, thank you for the great things that District 10 does for uh our area, uh, you know, including the Houston area as well. Always good stuff and great people too. I mean, I think uh, District 10 has always been blessed with really 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 good people uh, on deck and in charge. Wouldn't you agree with that?
1: I do. Um, I, you know, again, one of the reasons why I'm so involved with AAF is the people and the connections that I've made, and it makes all the difference in the world. So, very, very proud to be, you know, one of many, many, many uh, amazing people to to sort of raise raise their hand and be part of the leadership and um, do the best we can to help the the members and the clubs. Um, it's just been my, one of my greatest privileges.
0: Well, let's talk more as you transition to the governorship as well uh, in the the coming year as well, which is coming up very quickly, by the way, if nobody's told you it's very,
1: very... Yes, it it comes up fast. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Suzanne LaForgia is the first lieutenant governor of the American Advertising Federation District 10. And you have been listening to a podcast from American Advertising Federation D10. Find out more at aaf10.org. That's number 10.org. Subscribe to this podcast in iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, via RSS, or wherever your favorite podcast platform is. We are there. Do that, and you're never going to miss a new podcast. Your rating on iTunes is going to help us grow as well. And do not be afraid to share what you've heard on today's show on social media. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. This is Ad Tension, and it's copyright 2019. My name is Ray Schellings.